0: Love, talk, radio. The following broadcast is brought to you by the iGolf Sports Network. The Women of Golf Show is sponsored by the iGolf Sports Network and Golf Tips Magazine. iGolf Sports is a live stream broadcast and media production company, providing quality programming designed to attract the golfing enthusiast. And Golf Tips, the game's most in-depth instruction magazine, with insightful reviews on the latest equipment, tips from top teaching professionals helping you improve your game from tea to green good morning welcome to the women of golf the number one women's golf show around the world with hosts ted Rico and cindy miller join them as they interview some of the best players from the epson LPGA and Legends Tour, and so many others helping to elevate women's golf. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Ted and Cindy.
1: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our Season 10 kickoff here on the Women of Golf Show, and Cindy and I are honored to uh, once again be back on air and looking forward to another great season, Season 10 um, of the show and we're going to talk a little bit about that and more and then a little bit later on we're going to be joined by our first guest of the season Juliette Little. She's a, both a PGA and an LPGA professional and she'll be joining us on the second half of the show but this morning we're going to talk about a few different things and um, Cindy welcome back.
2: Well thank you it's nice to be here. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy,
1: that's right happy New Year. I've, you know, I, I got to say this before we start. I, I do not know where the time is is flying by. It seems like we were just celebrating the holidays. We took a, as uh, those of you that follow the program know, that we always take an extended break just before uh, the holidays and uh, run right through January. And the next thing you know, I was we were getting ready for today, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, "Where, gosh, where has the time gone? Why is it flying by so fast, Cindy?" <laughs> I
2: don't know. I think it's because we're getting older.
1: I know. <laughs> Well I know i am i'm not I'm not speaking on your behalf, but I, I know I am um, but it's always uh, great to be here and I'm glad to be back on and and uh, we had a, a certainly a good rest and we were able to get a lot of things done so we're going to talk about uh, during our our morning segment here uh, a little bit as we kick off as I said, this is season ten, hard to believe that uh, Cindy's put up with me that long, but she has, and I appreciate it very much. Um, we're going to talk about a few different things. Both of us, of course, attended uh, the PGA show, which uh, just happened uh, a week ago. And, uh, and then we're going to talk about some other things as well before our guest comes on. So what were your thoughts overall of this year's show? And then I'll, I'll share uh, mine.
2: Well, I thought it was better than last year for sure. It still wasn't as busy as in past years, but it was better. Um, there Mm. were quite a few clothing companies that weren't there. Right. The manufacturers were there. Uh, I just went for two days because we had a boot camp we taught on the weekend. So I, um, I only went for two days. Well, I went to the demo day. I walked around and I was there for less than an hour. And then Mm. I went Wednesday, most of the day and Thursday for like an hour. And that was it. Yeah,
1: but I, had to prepare I, I didn't for
2: the other stuff. What did you think?
1: Yeah, I, I thought it, I didn't go. Obviously, last year I was going to go, and then I was sort of waved off by a friend of mine, and he said, "Don't bother." He said a lot of a lot of the big guys are not coming this year, and you know they're still kind of in that COVID mindset, and and for other reasons. And he said just not good. And I was debating on whether I was going to go this year because I was worried that I was going to, you know, um, head down there and end up. You know, it being a flop, and, and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but it's just when you have something like that, that's you know the industry sort of looks forward to getting together and, and meeting and connecting, and that's really what it's about. It's a networking and connecting opportunity, as well as showcasing some of the new products and things that are going to be coming out uh, or that have come out. Uh, so I was pleasantly surprised. I was um, the last time before was when you and I actually officially met, which was back in 2020, just before the pandemic, um, and. It was certainly a very robust show at that time. So it was nice to see a lot of the big ones came back this year. Still a few didn't, but um, it was better. But, yeah, it wasn't as busy as I remembered it back in 2020. Um, definitely a lot more clothing opportunities uh, that were there, which was kind of nice to see. Um, some uh, certainly very creative, some kind of similar as I've seen before, uh, and then some that were just you know really far out. But um, to each his own, I guess. <laughs> I guess, but um, it was a good show. Uh, had a lot of, as I said to you off-air, I had a lot of meetings, a lot of appointments, uh, so I was very busy. I didn't make it to demo day, unfortunately. Um, we had, as, as you know, and unfortunately you weren't able to make it. You had other commitments, but uh, Golf Tips Magazine, we did a photo shoot at Falcons Fire uh, Golf Club. Uh, our good friend, mutual friend John Hughes, PJ Master Professional, uh, hosted at his uh, club. And we went and got uh, some photos done with some of the top 25 uh, as they prepared tips for uh, the magazine throughout the season. So it was kind of good. So by the time we had morning and afternoon, so by the time we you know, got filtering all that, it was just not going to be worth it to drive all the way over to Orange County and then have to come back again for the afternoon. So we decided to, to sort of wave that off. But um, did you see anything interesting when you were walking around Demo Day at all that caught your eye, or, or was it just sort of the usual suspects? Oh, Cindy?
2: Again, I Cindy, you... muted myself. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. So <laughs> I saw Tour Align, and I bought a bunch of those. That was good. Um, mm-hmm. I We had just purchased FlightScope Mevo Plus, Oh, yeah. Uh, The the blizzard on Christmas, um, both domes are flattened. Oh, wow. The way we teach golf in the winter was destroyed. So we had to quickly figure out what we're going to do and be resourceful. And thankfully, um, you know, I I reached out to a bunch of people that had simulators, and they wanted $50 an hour just to rent one bay. And Mm -hmm. I said, that's not going to work. That's too much money. So I... Where we teach in the summer, the owner had raised the roof and put another story on like two years ago, three years ago, and bought Mm -hmm. a four-site GC Hawk. So I asked him, I said, hey, can I rent this? And he goes, yeah. And there was enough space for another net. So we have two spots to hit. So therefore, now, you know, I went from let's watch the ball fly 100 yards in a dome to how can we make this not be boring? So we need some technology. So, I, I you know, right. FlightScope, Mevo Plus, I also have Focus Band, which integrates with that. I right. got the Stack System, which integrates mm-hmm. with that. And I got Blast, so we can put and all this other stuff. So I was looking for things that I could use to help my students learn more inside all winter. And this tour aim golf was really good. And I got golf forever, which is an exercise thing. Of course, I haven't opened my box yet to work on it. But um, I also got the We looked at the Wiz, hmm. and um, it's a thing that goes on your wrist and it measures where you are on your backswing. And again, hmm. I need to open that box and start using it. I have to read the directions though. And I'm not the best at reading directions. I like to just figure it out. <laughs> Anyway, I'm a brat, but you already know that. So, uh, you know, yeah, I looked at that stuff. We looked at some clothing. Uh, I have a buddy, our son's friend, Ryan Gable, who started Alternate Golf Logos. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you go to Instagram and look up Alternate Golf Logos, he makes some really cool stuff. So I tried to talk him into doing a logo for Alan and I for free, which, of course, he said he would do because he calls me Mama Bear because he was in my son's wedding. <laughs> so that's about it. You know, I went to try to see if I could set up some clothing uh, accounts. And then, you know, we had to babysit. So our, our daughter was in L.A. doing a shoot with Michelle Wee, and she mm-hmm. wasn't coming home until Tuesday afternoon late. So we had to take the kids to school in the morning, which is why I couldn't do the golf tips. And our son had to leave uh, Monday to go do um, the PGA Tour live. He produces live from the PGA Tour, so he had to go up to St. Mm -hmm. Augustine and do that. So anyway, it was kind of crazy, but they were glad we were there and we could help with the kids.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, why Why not? Um, Cindy, you're definitely the ultimate connector uh, when it comes to putting things together and and, – you know, uh, and, and just to go back to what you're saying about, you know, all the technology and things like that, I mean, it's becoming more and more. You know, one of the things um, that I really noticed a lot at this show, I mean, there were a few the last time I was there, but there was a ton of them this time, was a lot of the simulators. I mean, everybody and their brothers. Oh, my God! right? A similar. It was, yeah, it was so much. Actually, it was overwhelming because it was to the point where, and, you know, each one they're not exactly the same. That's the thing. I mean, certainly a lot of information is recorded through, uh, you know, from one to the other. Uh, The screens were slightly different. Some were bigger, some were, you know, uh, smaller. Um, Generally the information was the same, but some had a feature here that maybe this one didn't have over there. I I just found it, you know, I I worry a little bit too much. I, I know it's a big deal, I mean, technology, but I worry that they're really ramping into this area and I guess maybe they're looking at it from more of an entertainment aspect, as opposed to just um, you know from practice and, and, uh, and working on your golf game. I think that's I think they're looking at it as a you know a, a way to bring in a younger generation um, and and sort of move them into an entertainment. It's almost like they're trying to compete with um, things like Top Golf and Top some golf. of these other areas, right? Um, well, I think I can that's tell what they're... That, yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
2: I just, I'm going to interrupt. I, yesterday, so again, we're teaching in a simulator because we have to. And I've got to tell you that I'm helping people understand how far they hit the ball with clubs, okay? And I don't right. think they ever knew that. And we, we are the tour, tour directors for the Under Armour Junior Tour of Buffalo. And we've got 10 kids going to nationals in a couple weeks, well, really, next Hmm. week. And so one of the kids, well, a bunch of the kids, but one of the kids came in yesterday, and I said, you know, okay, you want to play on tour, you want to play in the Masters more than Alan Miller and more times, and so we need to learn to score. So we're going to do 10 yards, 20 yards, 30 yards, 40 yards, 50 yards, and you're going to hit the green. So you can see if the ball goes on the green. So then I said, okay, what club are you using? Where are you gripping? How big are you swinging? And then I'm going to write these yardages down. Now, where's your yardage book for national? Well, it's at home. I said, okay, so you're going to put that in your golf bag. And then you come on Wednesday, and we're going to write this down. So you know exactly what you need to do to fly the ball certain distances. So when you miss mm-hmm. the green, you can get it up and down or make bogey instead of double. Right. So. That being said, it's awesome to do that because they can see if the ball goes on the green. The other thing that we've done is we can play golf courses. So, again, Mm -hmm. some of these kids think they're hot shots and, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm so good and I don't need to practice. And I'm like, okay, let's go (laughs) play Pebble, you know. And you're four over after two. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) why did we do that? Right. You follow? So I right, think for right. those reasons, yes. Now, for all the stats, you know, I look at where it flew, what the total distance was, and maybe smash mm-hmm. factor. All that right. other stuff, I am not a left brain person, and I mm-hmm. you can't think that way when you're playing, which we both agree on,
1: right? Yeah, right, right, exactly. And, and, and just to add to that, you know, I, I think it's important um, on one hand – for the teaching professional or the coach, whatever you, um, to understand what some of those other numbers might mean, but it's not necessarily to inf- and sort of input them into the lessons because that's what confuses a lot of players. I mean, even a lot of coaches, never mind, that get overwhelmed with the stats. So yeah, I, I, you're right. I think you know understanding the, the the distances, that sort of thing. Smash factor, if you want. Maybe there's uh, you know one or two others that might be applicable. But that's it. Keep it as simple as possible because the more confusing that you make it, um, I think it it it's it detracts from really what they're there to learn about, and that is to become a better player and to score better and to and to have fun. And if they're bombarded with a bunch of statistics all the time, uh, with too much information, then it becomes where they're they're focusing on the numbers and not really focusing on becoming a better player. So uh, I, I think your point was well made. Um, I think overall, I think we would both agree it was a much better show than what has been the last couple of years. Um, there were a lot of interesting things, a lot of great clothing uh, lines that uh, reintroduced, um, expanded. Um, some were new uh, at the show. Um, in fact, Lisa Hurley is going to be on next week from uh, Lola Sports. She was at the show Um, this year, so she's going to be coming on as our special guest next week, Um, but uh, she had some interesting stuff there as well, and we'll let her talk about that more uh, on the show. Um, So there were a lot of good stuff there, um, and I think that it was going to be interesting to see where things go. I have a theory real quick I'm going to say because we've got to move on. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but I thought a few years ago that with the PGA of America moving to Frisco, Texas, that there was a possibility that they were going to maybe move it there from Orange County. Um, But what I didn't know is they don't have the facility in that area to host a show of this size. However, Las Vegas has a much smaller golf show that they've had for years in Las Vegas. This year was the first year they moved it to the new home of the PGA of America in that same area. So my theory is, I don't know what your thoughts on this, I would not be surprised in the years to come that the PGA may move the show to Las Vegas. And the reason why I say that is most of the big manufacturers are based out of Carlsbad, California, which is basically a short flight or a short drive uh, over to uh, the new PGA of America's home. What are your thoughts?
2: Huh. I didn't even think that thought. I think that, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that, but I'm that's a big step after however many
1: years it's been, probably yeah. 40 or 50 years. So I'm yeah, not I, sure that I, that's
2: I, their I, smartest move.
1: Yeah, I don't know whether that's going to happen. You're right. I mean, they've had it, but there has been a lot of sort of underlying rumors that that could be a possibility. And it's just interesting that this year they moved the Vegas show to uh texas now that may be just a fluke it may have been because it's sort of they they were having a sort of a grand opening if you will that could be just a coincidence they wanted to maybe have a little bit more of a bang if you will um i don't know but it, it poses an interesting question because i know last year part of the reason a lot of the big guys didn't come it's a long haul they're coming all the way from california they're coming all the way over uh to florida and um the PG of America is no longer there, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Just a theory. I don't know whether it's going to happen. It may not, and it won't be, certainly, I don't believe, next year. It may be a few years down the road, but there has been some scuttlebutt, if you will, for <laughs> word of the day, uh, about that. So it is a possibility, and I think it's something to keep an eye out. But um, we're going to move on. Uh, as I mentioned to you, I watched uh, while I was at the show, they had a very nice uh, sort of memorial for uh, the late Kathy Whitworth. of of course, uh, a legend in the game, 88 wins. And I didn't know this, but 93 second-place finishes. The most winningest all-time player, male or female, on tour. Um, very, very nice. Uh, again, they had the uh, uh, commissioner from the L P J was there. Renee Powell was also there. Susie Whaley, former PGA of America's uh, president, and also uh, the legendary... Um, Nancy Lopez was there sharing some uh, personal stories and, and uh, uh, whatnot. And I actually videotaped the whole segment, and very, very nice. And, of course, they showed some video on that. Um, and for those of you listening to the show may not realize this, but Kathy was our very first guest here on The Women of Golf. Do you remember that? I do. I love her. Yeah. And she, Yeah, she was a great... So humble. I mean, and, you know, the, so I, I can't remember from the top of my head all the stories that they shared at this, uh, uh, at the show, but uh, basically they were just talking about how generous and giving of her time, how even as competitive, and she was extremely competitive. I mean, it was, for her, it was about the win. It was like, get out there and win, and that's why she did um, so well. But she was actually, you know, Nancy, Lopez shared how, you know, she was struggling over the years, very early on, and Kathy really sort of, uh, you know, stepped up and, and helped her, and and as well as many others on the tour as well. So, just a, a really really nice person. Obviously, uh, had a very good uh, long life, and and gradually, uh, um, of course, uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, came to an end, and, and we're certainly going to miss her, uh, as well as uh, many in the in the golfing industry. But uh, it was a very, very well put together, and uh, shared some laughs and some good stories uh, on stage with with uh, about Kathy. So, um, well done to those uh, that participated. And, and actually, I looked. I didn't know if you were in the in the hall at that time, and I was looking to see if you were sitting in the crowd or not. But I didn't. So obviously, uh, you were. No, busy doing we had to get thing. back
2: to Kelly's.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was very Sorry, well done. I and, it. Yeah. Yeah, no. I may I may send you the the video and let you let you listen to some of it. It was very very well done. Um but just a, a great person. She actually came on a few years later and did another show with us as well. Um but uh, I I remember that and I've I've mentioned that several times to people over the years that she was our very first guest and she was just so humble and giving of her time and just was all about really growing tr- truly growing this game. And sharing it with not just women but uh, men as well, wanting them to get in and have fun and and get out there and and uh, you know get the old competitive juices going. And she just was a a, um, a force in golf. And as I mentioned, won more tournaments than any male or female uh, in professional golf. So it's a, a pretty tall order to compete with. So um, rest in peace, Kathy, and thank you for the time that you shared with us here on uh, on the Women of Golf. All right, Cindy, very quickly, we've got to get people to sort of start their golf season off right. Um, what are your thoughts? What are some suggestions that you would make for those that want to um, get things grooving as they unthaw you from know, the winter and get out and play golf? What would be your recommendations?
2: Well, I would ask them just to reflect on their season last year. You know, what did they do well? What do they need to work on? Um, I would just ask, you know, if let's say you want to break a hundred, well, mm-hmm. everybody comes in and says, "Well, I need to hit it further," and right. probably not. You probably need to get it on the green from fifty yards and in, and two putts.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's amazing how many people get yippy from thirty oh, yeah. yards and in, and mm-hmm. and they're afraid to hit shots and. So I would just ask yourself, you know, go look in the mirror and say, okay, what do I need to do to, to score better, to hit it better, to learn a shot that scares me, and then, you know, focus your attention and your practice time on that. What do you think? Yeah.
1: I think there's four areas that people need to look at is um, obviously uh, their equipment. Uh, I agree with you in, in everything you said. I mean, reflection is very, very important, and that's couldn't more em- excuse me emphasize what you said a, a few moments ago about writing those stats down, those numbers down. You should be doing that every time you go out, even on the practice tee. You know, record. I mean, there's range finders now that you can get. You can uh, li- literally laser in to a distance, and you can. Uh, hit to that distance and gauge, you know, certainly within a a close proximity of how far you are and know how far you're hitting each each club. So you need to look at your equipment. Are your grips slick? You you know, if you play a lot of golf, you need to be changing those grips out at the beginning of the season uh, unless you've just changed them out towards the end. Uh, But you need to look at that. You need to make sure that you're playing equipment that's relatively current. Um, You know, if you've got a 20-year-old set you're still playing with, Chances are, again, if you play a lot of golf, that the grooves are are um, probably worn and uh, you're not going to get the best ball contact that you want. Uh, it's not going to react the same. So you might need to step up your game and, and get a new set. You uh, don't have to break the bank doing that. So you need to look at your equipment. Uh, you need to either continue or if you've never taken lessons, you need to seek out a professional, whether PGA, LPGA, or uh, certainly somebody that's certified and well-trained in their craft. Um, and you need to connect with them. You need to have an interview uh, with them. Make sure that they're um, on the same page as you are. Make sure that you feel comfortable with them as well. I mean, there's a lot of them out there. Uh, they're all certainly, uh, Most of them are, are certainly good and very professional, but sometimes there's personalities that kind of click and don't mesh well. So it's good to to look at a few different options. Um, reach out to friends who maybe have taken lessons, see who they 're using if you 've never taken them before and and uh, use that as a starting point, but you want to make sure you have that conversation with them. The other thing is if you haven 't been doing it, you need to get in and you need to make sure that you uh, whether it 's through your pro, if they are not certified in this area, you need to ask them if they know somebody is, but you want to find somebody who is golf fitness trained Reason being is it 's great to have a good fitness program, but if they're not specifically trained, like TPI or some of the others that are available as a certified golf fitness instructor, some of the fitness routines that you may be doing in a general fitness routine may not be um, conducive to helping your golf. Swing. In fact, it could have the opposite effect. So you want to make sure that you do that. But at the very least, get out, walk, exercise, You know, get rid of the old spare attire men I'm talking about, and uh, just you know, keep loose and limber, stretch, yoga might be an option. So fitness is very, very important. If you haven't been doing it this winter, you need to start getting into it now because you want to be in good shape. And then also fashion. Um, hey, who doesn't want to look good out in the golf course? So um, men and women, let's get out there. There's a lot of great options out there. Uh, the wonderful world of the Internet, uh, you can do some research uh, or certainly visit your local pro shop. They may have some options there as well. But fashion is something that uh, you want to, um, if, if you're if you looking your best, you're going to feel your best when you get out there. And um, obviously, practice, practice, practice makes perfect. So um, what are your thoughts? Do you agree, disagree, or want to add?
2: I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, <laughs> yeah, with all of the above. I think the grips are really important. I don't think people even realize that they need to change their oh, grips. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, I mean, t- no. tour pros are. I mean, I'll, yeah, tour pros obviously have an advantage. I mean, they they have access to uh, you know the best equipment and so forth, uh, and they're playing so much golf, they're changing them on a regular basis. Um, but if you're playing every week, um, I would certainly at the very least one time for sure. I would even say if you're playing consistently every week, one or two rounds of golf, you might even throughout the season want to have them change twice. Um, but make sure at the beginning of the season you check them out, and if you're unsure. Uh, I mean, some are very obvious, uh, very slick. Uh, others, uh, you know, maybe you're not quite sure. Let your pro look at them and give you an honest assessment and say, hey, you know, do these look like I can get through a few more rounds, or is it time to change them out? And they'll be, you know, they're honest enough. They're going to tell you, and they're going to say, no, you got, you know, you got another, you know, month or so that you, you know, based on how many times you play, that you can get out there and use these, but then you need to change them out because it makes a, a difference. If you, you're, that's what's holding on to the club is your hands, and you're gripping onto that club, and if they're slick and the club's twisting and turning as you're swinging a golf club or hitting a, uh, making contact with the ball, you know uh, that's going to you know, affect uh, your uh, shot shapes and that as well, uh, not just your bad swing. So, And get those lessons. Get out and work with a, a golf professional. Um, and lastly, um, I'm excited this year. I'm hoping uh, we'll have a little bit more robust year with winners, but uh, the Epson Tour is going to be fired up in a few more weeks. Uh, and we're looking forward to hosting some of the winners again this season. Uh, Last year, of course, Epson had just taken over, so there was a lot of uh, loose ends that they were trying to tie up, and it was a a bit of a challenge for them as they came in as the title sponsor. Uh, So unfortunately, a lot of the young ladies weren't able to make it um, through uh, various reasons, but uh, this year we're looking forward to uh, having more uh, come on. And uh, some of the other players, even uh, some of the the second runner-up, if you will, uh, players as well. Sometimes uh, we can always pull out a few nuggets from them. So um, looking forward to all of that this year. Uh, I'm really excited, to, again, to be back in Season 10. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. Any any final goody, thoughts goody. before we... Uh, all right, sounds good. All right, as I mentioned to you, we're going to be joined by our first official guest of Season 10, uh, Juliette Little. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Uh, and then, Cindy, we will welcome her to the show. Juliet is a, both a PGA-certified professional and an LPGA Class A teaching professional, so she's uh, certified in both. Uh, for the last 18-plus years, she has worked at a number of prestigious country clubs in New Jersey, so she's a, a Northeasterner as well, as you are, Cindy, uh, teaching everything from golf schools, clinics, corporate events, and, of course, private lessons at a variety of these uh, locations in New Jersey. Uh, she is also an instructor for the PJ Women's uh, Clinics, the, uh, the LPJ Leadership Academy, and, and uh, many other uh, events in that. Um, and also, she has uh, formed her own uh, new business, uh, Little Golf Pro. We're going to talk to her about that and more. So, Cindy, let's welcome our first guest of Season 10, Juliette Little. Good morning.
3: Good morning. How are you? We're all well. How are you? Uh so good. I'm glad it's not 10 degrees outside anymore.
2: All right. There's hope. It's starting to stay lighter longer, and it's not 10. Oh,
3: it's it's really sad well, when you go out and it's only 45 degrees, and you don't have a jacket on because you're so used to it being cold. Right? Well, let
1: me let me in- introduce you to um, the F word. It's called Florida. Move on down here, uh, ladies. It's time to come down to Florida. <laughs>
3: yes, I was just down there for the show, and it was the best weather ever, and uh, the past oh. couple of years for the has been about, you know, 50 degrees or 45. It's been cold, but uh, it was nice a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, we were just talking about that a few moments ago, about, uh, you know, uh, this year and that. So, um, welcome. First off, I'm Ted. Of course, uh, my good friend and co-host is uh, Cindy Miller. Um, Thank you, uh, Juliet, for for joining us this morning. Let me get your thoughts. Let's start things off about the PGA show. What were your thoughts? I know you went. Uh, I saw a few of your selfies uh, online. Uh, was out, uh, as we were getting ready for for this morning. Uh, I shouldn't. I don't know if it's actually classified as a selfie when you have friends in there with you. So I thought a <laughs> selfie was supposed to be just you and the camera. But I know you had uh, some of your fellow uh, friends and, and so forth at the show. So give us your thoughts on the PGA show this year.
3: Um you know I thought it was I thought it was fine they did a good job. Um I was kind of in and out of meetings all morning and I don't do the buying for anything so it was kind of nice to not have the pressure of um you know show meetings and trying to buy things but it was nice to just walk around and see all the new merchandise and I went to demo day and that was kind of fun cuz I had not been to demo day in a very long time.
1: Uh, But it was
3: nice with everybody,
1: you know, without masks on. It's nice. Right. To actually see what they look like. Um, Did anything stand out this year? I mean, obviously, you had a lot of the usual suspects, a lot of club manufacturers uh, came back this year, uh, didn't go last year because of, you know, some of the restrictions and whatever. But, yeah, it was nice to see everybody or certainly the majority of people maskless. So to actually see what they looked at. Some I wish they had to put their masks back on. But, hey, (laughs) um, that's just me. But, um, no, I'm just teasing. But uh, anything in particular stand out from the show?
3: Um, no, there were a couple brands that weren't there that I wanted to see, but then there were a few that um, I had never heard of. So it's always nice to, you know, see new things that come out and new technology. And, you know, I I spent a good hour at that uh, massage station, you know, the, the ones that sell those <laughs> big giant chairs.
1: <laughs> so Right. <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> yeah I noticed
1: a few I, that was i wish I had have done that now uh you know i didn't walk as much this year i was um when I was there in twenty twenty um you know obviously it was a as I said to Cindy earlier it was a little bit more robust of a show it was pre uh covid so everybody was uh, sort of there and and um it was very very busy, very crowded and we noticed this year certainly there were a lot of people there, but it wasn't as packed i didn't feel and and I'm sure you probably know it's the same um But uh, it it was a good show, much like you, See, I had a lot of meetings and things like that. So it was kind of, you know, here and there uh, on the floor. But um, what I always used to do, I I mess around with a lot of the exhibitors, is I'll turn my badge around so they can't see who I am or what I do. And so they're not sure if I'm a buyer or not. So they're kind of looking, because everybody looks at your badge to see who you are. Um, So I would usually mess around with them a little bit. I know it's not nice, but I do it anyways. Um, But... um, I wanted to ask you, uh, as I mentioned in in the opening um, uh, credits, if you will, that you've been teaching now for uh, just a little over 18 seasons. I want to ask you, what's your favorite part of teaching? What do you enjoy most about doing what you do?
3: Oh, um, I think within the first five, ten minutes of meeting a new student is my favorite. I love hearing about how they start, how they got into it, how long they've been Mm -hmm. playing, their backstory, because it it really is truly a sport, you know, with people who play it that are from all walks of life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just interesting. And I can always kind of find a connection with somebody's backstory that may relate to mine or somebody that I know or, you know, past other sports, that kind of thing. And just to really have that personal connection before you even get into the nitty-gritty of a lesson.
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's one of my favorites as well. I mean, you know, you have to be a people person to be in this business. Um, obviously, you have to have a certain skill and knowledge of, of the game and an understanding of, of the sort of inner workings of the golf swing and so forth. Uh, obviously, that's, that's first and foremost. But you have to be a people person and you have to yeah. be somebody that connects well. Um, and if you're not, it's very hard to develop that rapport. So I, I agree with you. I think listening to... Uh, their story how they got involved whether it was a parent that got them involved or maybe a spouse that that did or they just maybe they've uh a group of women that uh play regularly that uh they just enjoy spending time with and they've decided hey golf's uh, another way that they can connect uh, maybe a wine and nine or something like that is has, has brought nope. them out to the golf course and however you get them there it doesn't matter um but we want to get them there and and get them uh, enjoying themselves Um, So, very interesting. I think that's a a great uh, uh, position to have. Um, Cindy, go ahead.
3: What do you like most about teaching? What do I like most about teaching? I mean, well, yeah, aside from letting them, uh, aside from connecting to my students on that personal level, I just like being a part of the goals that they set and seeing the wins that they have, you know, whether it's practicing goals or shooting a certain score or just within the lesson, you know, they're finally um, doing something positive in their swing that we had just worked on and just the elation that goes with it is just, you know, these little small wins that they have that are actually very big wins and they just kind of like going along for the ride. Awesome. Awesome. Do you...
2: What do you find is the biggest
3: issue most students have? Oh, jeez, um, I'd probably say the mental game with everything. And what do you... I, think, I think that, um, you know, I teach, 90% of my lesson base is women. And over the course of many years, it's a lot of, the mental game of, oh, you know, I learned from my dad or I learned from my grandfather or my husband taught me, and it's trying to, you know, debunk all the things that they thought they knew, (laughs) um, basically. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's really a lot of my time. The things they thought they were supposed to do that they don't need to. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's quite interesting how the mental game kind of takes over. It's like, well, you know, so-and-so taught me how to do this. And it's like, well, what about what feels good for you and what works mm-hmm. for you? It's like, oh, I never thought of that. And it's like you really kind of have to dive into their brain and really learn how they learn and where their mindset goes if they don't do something right or if they do. And, you know, it is a, quite a very personal connection, you know in the course of just the first hour when you teach somebody. We're kind of shrinks, aren't we? Oh, <clears throat> my gosh. I said, you know, like, if you could, it, it would be a triple major in psychology, golf, and meteorology because everybody thinks we're weathermen, too. <laughs> well, and you know what's funny? So we were, I don't
2: know, sitting somewhere with our son, and he said almost all golfers are good weather people. <laughs> <laughs> Because
3: we have to be. Whatever. Yeah, calls, I used to get calls in the golf shop when people, you know, they live on the course and they're like, you know, what's the weather over like there? I'm like, I can see your house from here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's what's the so perfect.
3: with you, right? I think that's yeah. the one thing I always as a golf pro is like we don't have some fancy weather machine in the golf shop we look at weather.com or something
1: right (laughs) right right or look outside and say hey the sun's shining or no it's raining um no you're exactly right i was i was laughing earlier when you when you were talking about students that are being taught you know by their grandfather and and you you mentioned husbands and i thought to myself because i know some friends back home that over the years try to teach their wives and I would say to them I said that is the biggest mistake you are ever going to make I said unless you no longer love your wife and you're looking for a divorce do not teach your wife how to play this game I said you're not a professional I said you're lucky if you break a hundred yourself what are you going to teach her that's going to help and you know they would stop and think well yeah okay yeah you know I just want her to have a great experience I said well then connect her with a professional who knows what they're doing that will be the best gift you could ever give her. Pay for it if you want uh, as a as a treat, but I said do not tell her how to you know do her game because you're right. Each person's individual, and that is the quickest way to detract from women playing this game is if their husband tries to teach them, um, uh-huh. even if they're professional, right? Because uh, I mean it just it's not going to go over well. It's just not going to be a no, good experience.
0: Not at all. And and and,
1: it's- and it. Go ahead, sorry.
3: No, I was just going to say that, you know, my husband used to be a golf professional as well, and we steered clear of each other because yep. <laughs> we, I, I, we would go play, and I would hit a bad shot. I'm like, oh, I don't even know what I did wrong. And he's like, I'm not going there. <laughs> like,
1: okay. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and, and, I mean, sometimes, listen, I mean, there may be scenarios. I'm not going to say it, it never happens, and it doesn't work, but 99% of the time it doesn't. And it's the same thing for – Um, the spouse, if, you know, she's come home and she's excited because she's just taking a lesson and he's now picking apart the coach. Well, I probably wouldn't have said that, or I probably wouldn't have suggested that or what have you. Um, well, that's why he's getting paid or she's getting paid, not you. So, um, you have to look at it that way. So I want to ask you just to follow up a little bit more about teaching. Um, what's the easiest and what's the toughest part of teaching that you have found?
3: I think the toughest parts of teaching for me is that in my mind, I want instant results for my students and Mm -hmm. I have to take a step back sometimes and realize it's going to be a process for them. Mm -hmm. And I need to just pace myself and realize that it's not just, you know, one lesson and we're done. You know, they want to grow and they want to learn and it's a lot of talking to Um, figure out what their plan is and if they say well I just need a quick fix it's a little bit more difficult for me because I might see other issues in their swing and it's like it's not a quick fix but you have to try and help them as as much as possible. Um, One problem that I've always come in contact with is the person who's taken lessons from 85 other instructors so they come And they say, you know, well, this person told me this, and this person told me that, well, what about this? And it's like, I, you know, it's, that's kind of a big hurdle over, there's, there's the lack of trust there, because they don't, um, you know, they have this mindset of everybody telling them, contradicting. Right. So
1: it's a battle. Well. I think in a a scenario like that, and I'm only speaking personally, I think if somebody came to me and said, well, I've been to three or four other instructors, I think I would probably excuse myself, go to the phone and call them up and say, okay, what's wrong with the student? There's something wrong. If somebody's bouncing around that many times, there's something wrong. It's not the instructor. It's probably the student. Um, But you're exactly right. And, And I think probably another challenge as an instructor is, you know what to do right and what's what's not going to work and it's i'm sure very frustrating as a professional when you're watching your student and you can tell they're not getting it you know it doesn't matter what you have said to them they're just not getting it and you're thinking to yourself in your mind okay come on all you got to do is do this and and you know just do and you it's almost like you want to out loud you want to say come on you know but you can't i mean obviously it's, it's as you said it's a process um, I want to acknowledge, and I didn't mention this in the opening credits, but uh, I want to acknowledge this. You were recognized in 2022 as the New Jersey PGA Player Development Award uh, recipient. You received that, um, so that's going to be pretty exciting to receive uh, an honor from your peers, uh, if you will, in uh, in that uh, region. What are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I, I was. It was great. You know, I got nominated, and I I didn't even know I got nominated, um, and. I said, okay, sure, I'll fill out the application and I'm like, Oh, you know, I, I do a bunch of stuff but I just compared to the people who have won in the past and it's a lot like Teacher mm-hmm. of the Year. I just you know, I the self doubt crept in. I'm like, Oh, I don't wanna do this, I don't know. My husband's like, Just fill it out and see and you know, I it was mm-hmm. unanimous that I won and it was it was just incredible that I uh that I won it. So it was very nice to to get that yeah. and then yeah and then I actually got my first hole in one this year too so it's been a great 2022 for me. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, there you well go. hopefully 20 well, there yeah nice way to to wrap up that 2022 season hopefully uh, 2023 will be just as exciting. Cindy go ahead.
2: Are you are you going to teach any of the uh, uh Oh my god! I just went brain dead. Are you going to call it KPMG? But that's not what okay. it is anymore. <laughs> the the women's,
3: women's clinics. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going to do um, the one at Old Oaks, and I do the New Jersey one every year. And it's they moved it to my hometown, so it's five minutes oh, away, which is awesome. Great. There you go. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, I, I, I love that, and a lot of the students in the past I still keep in touch with, and. You know they come from all over, but I'll shoot them an email once in a while just to say, "Hey, how you doing? How's the golf game? You know if you need to scream and cry to me, please call me so i <laughs> that's great. that's great. I signed up for a few too.
2: I haven't heard back though, so I don't know whether or not they chose me. Maybe I got fired.
3: <laughs> I think. No. I have to email sometimes and say, am I in? And they're like, oh, yeah, you're in. I'm like, okay, great. I need to put it on my calendar, so thank you. Okay. So I don't need to worry yet? No, you don't need to worry yet. It's, uh, But it's tough because some of the dates are falling on my kids' schedules, so I don't know how many of them mm. I can do. Yeah, these Got kids, it. they always play, huh? How many kids do you have? Two. And how old? Uh, I have two boys. They are ten and three. Mm. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So life nice
2: is difficult.
3: A- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is Holy why I created my, my own golf business because I needed to work for myself and become an independent. It was just easier. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. And you can work when yeah, you want but- to. I do. I get to, uh, you know, I, I, I'm an independent contractor at a couple different country clubs now, and I come in and I do some ladies golf schools and, and programs for them, and I get, you know, my schedule frees up to do the PGA Women's Clinics and the LPGA Leadership Academy and stuff like that, so it's it's nice. I have to fit it all in between school drop off and pick-ups, but I get it done, and it's great.
2: That's perfect. Good for you. Yeah. Awesome stuff. What do you do for fun? <laughs>
3: um, let's see. I I play volleyball. Um, huh. I play rec volleyball with some friends. Um, I, in the winter, I take an art class because that's actually what my degree is in. So I figured. Really? You know, yeah. Yeah, I have an art degree. How cool are you? Re- Random, right? I'm an artistic golfer. That's awesome. What do you yeah. like to do? Do you draw, paint? You yeah. Draw, is um, it computers, logos? My, uh, my degree is in uh, drawing and sculpture. So I try and take an art class um, at the local museum every year. So I've done uh, oil painting and drawing. Um, I'm doing pastels this winter, so it's just a nice well, way to kind of you zone out for a couple hours and, you know, be in my happy place. It's, yeah, it's nice. That's great. Hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, and, you know, before I logged on, I heard that you were talking about um, the fitness component, not to jump hmm. back and forth, but you had mentioned TPI, yep. stuff like that, and I'm TPI certified, and... Um, I was just talking to my Pilates instructor about um, TPI and how important golf fitness is. So I just wanted Mm -hmm. to stress for everybody that if you have the chance to go get a screening and um, work with somebody who is golf fitness certified.
1: Very good. Some great, great advice. And you're, yeah, and you're exactly right. That's why you know I wanted to make sure that we mention that in our earlier segment because you know a lot of people overlook that. You know, they say, well, I go to the gym and I do that, but the truth of the matter is, a lot of the things that most people—not everybody, but most people—do at the gyms is not very conducive to a good golf game, um, especially yeah. men. Women are a little bit different. Women tend to focus on more of the flexibility, the stretching, and certainly some uh, you know uh, weight uh, development in that as well, but. Um, you know, the guys are, they're pumping iron thinking that this is going to help their golf game, and it actually has the opposite effect. Um, so, yeah, you need to seek out somebody. If your pro that you're working with is not personally, like you are, uh, TPI certified or golf fitness certified, um, then you need to ask them if they know somebody that is, that usually most people do, and they can connect you with somebody. Or uh, certainly you can go online to... Uh, uh, the uh, Titleist Performance Institute's website and check it out, the list there, who uh, maybe somebody in your area. So you definitely want to do that. Um, I just want to follow up a little bit, uh, just to give you a moment to talk about uh, your uh, new business, if you will, the Little little Golf Pro. So tell us about that. Obviously, you've said some things that you wanted to kind of do your own thing, but um, how did that come about?
3: Well, I stopped being... uh, Quote unquote, an assistant professional a couple of years ago when my younger son was born, I just couldn't do the full-time thing anymore. So, um, mm-hmm. I switched over to teaching professional and, um, you know, I was, I had my hand in so many different things like different clinics and corporate events. And I was kind of all over the place and, um, I didn't really want to be tied down, down at one club. Um, mm-hmm. so I just created my own LLC and my own business and it's a recognized, you know, PGA facility now and I work for myself and it's uh it, it's you know, it's nice. It's it's what has to happen now with my with my kids and my life right now and maybe eventually I'll go back to just one club, but I kind of like doing a bunch of different things because it it keeps it moving and, you know, you can um, talents everywhere. But I like to meet different people from different walks Mm -hmm. of life and, uh, you know, not just the country club person, but, you know, public course women's golf league people and, um, you know, people that just go to the driving range and Mm -hmm. um, people that get my name off of websites and stuff like that. It's just kind of nice to delve into everybody that likes to play golf.
1: Yeah, you have to kind of spread yourself out a little bit uh, because it can get a little bit mundane if you're doing um, sometimes just one thing. It's kind of nice to have some flexibility, and and I can appreciate that. Um, So you're obviously still doing a lot of similar things, but you're just doing it with a broader audience, I guess, is a good way to put it. Would that be accurate?
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Very yeah. good. It's uh, uh, and then um, if you so you're not. Me to yeah, you're not. Clinic, going sorry, go it. ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, so no, you're not focusing on one specific area.
3: Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, Very somebody good.
3: needs me to come teach there. Um, you know what I've noticed, especially the last couple of years, is that there's such a there's so many good clubs in the area that are hiring, but there's not enough golf professionals to fill those spots. So mm-hmm. um, people like me, you know, if, if they can't hire a full-time assistant to teach clinics, they can hire someone like me to come in and do golf schools or once a week clinics throughout the season. And I don't have to be an employee, you know, I'll be the independent contractor and right. I'll make those relationships with those people. And you know, I, I've heard from a lot of my guy friends that are head pros that every club should have a female professional on staff. And but Unfortunately, there's a shortage of us. Um, but, you know, that's the other reason why I created my business because I can go to three different clubs this season and still have those relationships with their ladies' programs and not just be tied down to one club. So I can...
1: Yeah,
3: I avenues.
1: Yeah, it offers a lot of flexibility and I'm much like you in the sense that I'm independent as well and uh, that's what I've done for many years and as opposed to being tied down to, to, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it, it, everybody's different and, and what might work for one might not necessarily work for another, but I'm very similar to you in that respect is over the years as, as a professional, I've always liked to have that flexibility and it's it served me well and as uh, obviously you're discovering uh, over the last several years, that it's serving you well, and I think it makes it more interesting and fun and challenging. You're not you're meeting new people, as you said. It's not just the same crowd, um, you know, week in week out. You're making me- you know making new acquaintances, and and um, and new opportunities are always uh, there to explore. Um, so I, I agree. I also just wanted to mention too that you've also um, have. Uh, written and published uh, in a number of different publications uh, in, in the industry, including PGA Magazine, the New Jersey Golf Magazine, and the Met Golf Magazine as well, uh, so you've obviously had your hand in the publishing side and writing some some uh, great articles and, and or tips, um, so that's always nice to have in your uh, feather and your cap, as they say, um, and along that lines, I wanted to ask you as far as advice to our listeners um, as they prepare for this new season, some are uh, up in your area, and some are in other parts of the country that are listening to the show. What would what advice would you give them uh, to sort of start off the season right?
3: Um, I think that uh, you know you guys have touched on it earlier. Just getting prepared for the season, you know, like checking your equipment, regripping your clubs, uh, making sure everything's good there. I'm a big uh, statistics person. I tell all of my students to keep a little notebook in their golf bag to, you know, just kind of mark every time they play how many greens in regulation, how many fairways in regulation, how many putts, stuff like that. So at the end of the season, you can look back and kind of evaluate where your deficits were and what you need to work on going into the next season and what you need to practice on you know it's a lot of people don't do that and they just say oh they look at your handicap and it's like oh my handicap went up i guess i need to play more but they don't practice smart and they don't know what right. they're practicing so they they just kind of go out there and hit balls it's like i i'm a big proponent of practicing with a purpose you have to practice like you're uh, going to play
1: yeah exactly that's exactly what i was just about to say is You've got to practice with a purpose and probably ninety percent, if not more, uh, of our you know, average golfers out there don't. They just get out and they do the old rake and hit balls all you know, for an hour or what have you and maybe go over and make a few putts on the green and or a couple of chips and you know, I I I always when I go up to a practice facility I always look at the bunkers. Um, on the practice uh, area, and I always look to see how many footprints I see in there. Um, the reason I say that is, I mean, obviously most people forget to, to rake even in the practice area, but um, just to see how many people are actually getting in there and working on their bunker game. Uh, a lot of people don't. Um, they just, you know, it's not something they enjoy doing. It's, it's They find it very challenging, so they don't want to do that. So I agree. Um, you got to practice with a purpose, and that's where a great teach professional or coach can help you uh, organize your, your practice regime, if you will, so that you are working on the things that you need to be working on for your game, but also putting them in the right perspective. Um, you know, it's great to hit those long drives, but if you're trying to break 100, maybe it's your short game that needs a little more uh, work here and there. So um, you got to be working on the right thing. Cindy, any final questions or, or thoughts that you have?
2: No, great job. And thank you for joining yeah.
3: us. Oh, thank you. I uh, I appreciate it. This has been
1: a blast. Well, Good. we appreciate it as well. I
3: hope I see you. Yeah. I'll see you. I only see you, I think, maybe once a year I at know. the clinic. It's better than nothing, though, right? That is true. <laughs> that is true.
1: <laughs> so, is true. Uh, Juliette, uh let the folks know if they want to reach out to you, the best way they can do that, if they want to maybe, uh, if they're going to be in your area or if they are in your area, Um, how they can go about contacting you and maybe uh, connecting or or working with you on on, uh, getting you to help them with their game. What's the best way they can reach out?
3: Uh, You know, I'm on the directory for uh, the TPI website. I'm on the PGA directory, the LPGA directory. Um, Instagram is at littlegolfpro, and my email is juliette at pga.com. Pretty easy. Perfect. Yeah. Very
1: good. Lots of ways lots of ways to reach out, so there's no excuse for you listeners out there. Well Juliet, thank no. you very much for joining yeah, thank you for, for joining us this morning here on the Women of Golf Show. It's been a pleasure and much continued success with the Little Golf Pro and and all that you do and, and thank you for taking time uh, spending us uh, with us this morning.
3: Well thank you. I really appreciate it and uh, you guys have a great day and Cindy I'll see you soon. Okay, honey, thank you. All right. See you guys. Right. Bye. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. All right, Cindy. I think that just about does it um, for our Season 10 kickoff. I think we covered a, a few different things uh, this morning and and obviously started off with a great guest. We're going to be joined, as I mentioned earlier, uh, by Lisa O'Hurley from Lola Sports next Tuesday. She'll be joining us as our special guest, and we'll have something else uh, interesting to talk about as well. So, um I hope you'll come back and join us. But uh, as always, Cindy, it's a pleasure. Welcome back. Glad to see that you're doing well. And and uh, any boot camps coming up that you want to plug?
2: Yeah, we're, we've got a boot camp in March, March 24th to the 26th, and April 20th to the 22nd. Cindy at cindymillergolf.com. Give me a shout. We would love to have you.
1: Perfect. Yep, and they do a great job. So on that note, we want to thank everybody for joining us uh, on the women of golf we hope you'll come back next week and join us god bless everybody and have a great week we'll see you next time here on the women of golf thanks cindy
2: thanks ted bye
0: thank you for joining us we hope you enjoyed listening to this week's women of golf show ted and cindy wish to thank this week's special guests Remember to join them every Tuesday from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the iGolf Sports Network or on any of these social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, Live, and of course, Spotify. To get updates on the show, you can follow the Women of Golf Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash women of golf. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network.